Welcome to Ariel Talk Time, hosted by business intuitive, entrepreneur, and founder of Ariel, Victoria Lynn Weston. Listen to her thought-provoking interviews with inspiring leaders, creators, and intuitive thinkers who share their stories and lifestyle tips to enhance your way of living. And we're inviting you to join our conversation. If you like this interview, please post a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Hello, everyone. It's Victoria. I am the host of Ariel Talk Time. Thank you for tuning in. And if you get a chance, I'd really like it if you'd go and post a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Before I get to my guests, I want to say it's another episode of All About Dreams, and my guest is David Lowe, Dr. David Lowe. He's a dream expert practitioner. I call him a dream guru because he can help you understand your dreams. After all, as he says, it's all about connecting with spirituality and God. But first, I want to introduce you to Studio Carlton. If you're looking to have your own Alexa skill, because remember, we're going into the age of voice. So people aren't going to be sitting at their desk Googling queries on feng shui consultants or intuitives or chiropractors. They're going to be speaking into their Amazon Echo devices or their smartphones. They're going to be asking for a feng shui consultant and so on. Whatever your brand and your business is, it's really important today to participate in the age of voice. There are predictions that by 2020, 60% of queries are all going to be done by voice. With Studio Carlton creates and customizes Alexa skills and also skills for Microsoft Contana and Google Home. So if you're thinking about wanting to voice your brand, so to speak, reach out to Studio Carlton and mention my name, and they will be very competitive to help you have your own Alexa skill. You can do anything. You can have, you know, question and answer. You can just upload tips. Ariel, in fact, has Ariel Feng Shui, where you get to hear a daily Feng Shui tip. And there's always a call to action. In this case, it directs you to a specific landing page. There's Ariel Positive Living daily tips, and it's all the members from Ariel, and they provide these outstanding daily tips of inspiration, motivation, practical insight on feng shui, about dreams, about intuition, about astrology, about spirituality, and how important that is in our life. So you can enable those skills, by the way, on Amazon.com, But which is really nifty what you can do with your own Alexa skill. It can be just these daily tips, or you can ask questions. Let's just say you have uh, a feng shui skill. Since we're talking about feng shui, you could say, uh, open feng shui. I want to know what feng shui is. How will feng shui help me in my health? Etc. Etc. So you kind of get the job. But just go visit studiocarlton.com, reach out to them, and have them build your own Alexa skill. Okay, let's go connect with David and see what we can learn today about dreams. Well, David, it's great to have you back. We're going to have another episode on dreams. And today we're going to focus on dream symbolism and a lot of other things along with that. So first, let's talk a little bit about you. How did you get into wanting, you know, to help individuals with dreams? You know, we all know we can glean a lot of good information from that. But what inspired you to do it? I guess the two circumstances, one, having been a major kind of a heavy-duty spiritual seeker and having gotten an initiation that blasted open my dream life about 30 years ago now. And uh, it was you know, uh, some big heavy-duty seekers have more dreams than others. And I happen to have a lot of dreams be predisposed that way. So 
over the course of the next 30 years or so, I did gain a lot of insight into dreams. And I've only recently in the last, you know, um, having worked with them privately for quite some time, the last couple of years, I've, I've actually began to help others to understand what they're, what they're saying. Yeah, so it's been an evolution over some decades. Very interesting. Now tell me, what is one of the more strange dreams that you can tell us? Maybe it's a client, maybe it's a dream of your own. Well, I'll give you one of my own, which is strange in that it's a very unusual type of dream. Uh, probably the most the most meaningful dream in my life in practical terms. Um, it's a funny kind of a dream in that it's what I call an audio dream. Only voices, nothing else. Um, you may have heard me uh, share shared this one before. But anyway, about 30 years ago, I was thinking of getting involved with with a certain woman and um, a dream spoke up that night before I called her and said, there are two things that I heard in this dream. It's like two second long dream, audio dream, only sounds, two things, a baby squalling and that woman nagging. Yeah, that could get old. That told me everything. (laughs) Stay away from that person. You're not ready to be father or whatever, whatever. So that was unusual and highly meaningful in its content. So you yeah. ran away from that relationship. I'm just curious. Do you know whatever happened to the, the, the woman? Did she no, marry I don't. today I, I or don't. anything like I, that? I, I, It'd be curious to see if she had a bunch of kids and right, lived right. off I the grid not. or something. I do not. God bless her soul wherever she is. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting, though. But however, you had that dream and it could have been it may have been been something else. It may have been that you were afraid of responsibility at that time. And uh, and maybe you didn't really want kids in the first place. So it might have had some other things there. And how do you know when you make a snap decision as you did uh, not to you know pursue that relationship, you know, instantly? Um, well, it, that you might it, have missed out on some interesting, you know, conversations in that. And I say that because a lot of people ask me from an intuitive point of view, oh, should I date this guy, this woman, that kind of thing? And I say, well, of course you should, because we're all here to learn from each other in that. And, you know, it may not be the soulmate you're looking for, but it, there's important learning tools with there. So with that same vein, do you think you missed out on anything? Well, yes and no. Certainly, yes, in that there would have been a lot of good, good and not so good experiences know in that the clear implication was you're having this dream for a reason. Um, it's giving you an obvious message. It doesn't, it's not saying to go for it or not to go for it, but you can act on it as, as you see fit. And it was very plain to me that uh, the, the, the overwhelming likelihood was that if, if I did get involved with this person, that something like that would take place. And um, I mean, a dream could have showed me something more idyllic, some, something more positive. It didn't. So, the implications of that, uh, I took oh, I took I took as the opportunity to not pursue that relationship when I otherwise would have. So yeah, it was it it was a warning message. And so we I think could say I did the, the right dreams thing. then are intuitive in nature and sometimes can be prophetic. And in this case, you took the intuitive meaning. And it resonated with you as accurate, and you decided you didn't want to go down that path. Uh, we don't know, however, if it was prophetic because you didn't pursue the relationship. But in a lot of you know, it's safe to say that dreams do offer intuitive insight, which is why it's really important for people that have dreams and are able to recall those dreams to consult with someone like yourself so they can really get the full meaning of the message intuitively, spiritually, and, and otherwise. Yeah, let, let, uh, 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 let me say that dreams are, you know, by nature, 
part of them is by nature prophetic in that they are always scan. You know, we, we all have psychic faculties. Some of us have special gifts like clairvoyance or intuition, special intuition or whatever. But we all dream. We all dream every night. Um, and we, we, we do have these inner faculties, which are always scanning higher reality, higher dimensions in which our thoughts and feelings have had their reality for bumps on the road, if you will, in ways that, that we can go about our future more easily. That's what they're for dreams. And um, we can I mean, our our lives will turn out OK if we don't pay attention to them, but we will get happier, more fulfilled quicker if we do take advantage of the information we are being offered. So, yeah, um, they are part of the, they are they concern themselves with our well-being, most of them. And we it helps us to pay attention to them. Sure. Now, here's a quote you provided by Jeremy Taylor. All dreams speak a universal language of metaphor and symbols. Right. So let's talk about what are symbols, motifs, themes, and archetypes in our dreams. Well, think of it this way. You know, people are sometimes mystified as to why dreams just don't tell us things literally. You know, um, think of it this way. You know, we all have beneath our languages, beneath our cultures, when we're growing up as small children, we all have the same basic perceptions. So we all know what clouds are. We know what dirt is. We know what trees are. We know what sex is. We know what cooking is across the globe, you know, whether or not we're literate even. That basic material is what dreams work with to formulate symbols. And um, so they are a universal language. That's difficult to believe, but, but, but that's one way of understanding how they are indeed universal because we all had those universal basic perceptions. Um, so, yeah, and the symbols are automatically formulated by the dream source to communicate what it deems necessary to communicate to us, to, to uh, present the option of going about things in a better, more fulfilling way if we want to. But it, it, sure, it takes work. You do have to look at them. You do have to ponder, talk to other people and dialogue with God, if you will, to uh, begin to follow them, begin to follow your dreams more effectively. Now, give me an example of uh, some symbols, for instance. Like well, I had one the other night. It's only a fraction of the dream, so I'm not going to get in for an interpretation of that. But I was dreaming that I was watching these two airplanes. They were sort of old kind of airplanes in the sense that they were more like illustrations kind of floating in the sky. It was a dark night and all that. And one airplane represented, I think, my mother, and the other airplane represented me. And it was really kind of comical but weird in the same vein that she was following me, and then she somehow latched onto the back, I guess, uh, the back of the plane where the tail is, it, it was weird. It was like I said, it was like almost like a cartoon. Right. So, yeah, in, in general, vehicles of any kind, plane, boat, car, skateboard, rickshaw, it's going to represent journey or progression of, you know, transition, change, journey from one thing to another, a vehicle from one thing to another, uh, aircraft perhaps dealing more with the spiritual end, more, more to view from above perspective, that sort of thing. You know, there's all sorts of obvious possible likely things that you can read into a dream like that, you know. But, yeah, so vehicles, journey. that journey? So that's good. Jur that's yeah, good usually journey, going from one place and something something along those lines. But so to give you a better example of like a profound symbol, mm -hmm. you know how in <clears throat> all the ancient cultures, uh, this is pre-literate, you know, centuries and centuries ago, earth, air, fire, water, ether, that basic list. 
Yeah. I mean, across the board, almost all ancient cultures have a similar list. Those have no empirical reality, but they do have a, a, a more profound spiritual reality. Okay. In terms of basic perceptions. So each of those is a profound symbol. Okay. And it varies and fluctuates if that symbol needs to be represented to somebody by way of imparting a certain message or part of a message that will automatically be varied and fluctuated accordingly. But just, I mean, just think those five things, which most of us think are complete, you know, old wives tales. They're not earth, air, fire, water, ether. They do have a deeper spiritual reality because they do represent primal perceptions that we all share. Yeah, that, that's cool. And symbols are profound. Definitely. And what about motifs? Or rather, let's talk about themes, because themes in a dream, at least I see it. I mean, I think we can have a standalone dream that means, you know, very uh, much one particular meaning, and that's the end of it. Or we can have a series of dreams, kind of like TV shows, series, you know, and that one leads to another, act one, act two, act three, before you basically get all of that. And I would think that's how the themes would sort of uh, integrate into that. Um, well, what's a common theme that we uh, that you find mostly? Well, the word theme in a dream refers to the same kind of thing tending to happen throughout. So somebody may go through, may, may in, in the course of a dream, may be in a building, might be in quicksand, might, be, might walk down a fashion model in Milan, Italy, might, I might be in Antarctica, you know, might, all these different places in one dream. But if they're dealing with a lot of muck and problems walking from place to place, say, say their feet are real sticky, their shoes are getting wet in all those places. That would be a theme of, of, of not being able to move your feet and sluggish movement and something impeding your progress. You know, that would be the same theme throughout, even though it's, it's in a bunch of different places. That's what I mean by theme. That's, that's, that's how the term theme is usually used in, in dream work. Explain yeah. that to me again. Well, let's say that, say, say about a dream in which, in which, um, you have to go get your son out of summer camp, right? There's a problem with him at summer camp, and you have to talk to your husband. You've got to get a car. You have to talk to the camp administration and so forth. And everywhere you go, there's a lot of harmony unexpectedly. People automatically agree with you. They give you blessings. They give you hope. They give you, don't worry, this, this will be no problem. Um, they do favor for you to facilitate the task, which you thought was going to be difficult every step of the way. Right. That would be a theme of of uh, of, you know, harmony and love throughout, even though it's the sort of thing which 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 would be difficult to do. So how do we determine when on our own? How can we understand our dreams better? The themes like you just outlined. I mean, how do I know if I have a dream? What's the theme in it? You would have the dream and you would notice if the same kind of thing or same kind of activity or same kind of feeling is happening throughout. Often, often dreams don't have particular themes, but when a certain kind of thing happens over and over again throughout the dream, like I was expressing, like, you know, the, the, the example of getting your kid out of the summer camp, you would expect that to be difficult, arduous, problematic. You'd be arguing with people. You, you would be comforting your child, but say it all worked out. People were loving. They were helpful. Things were harmonious. That would be a theme for a dream, even though the dream itself but tended to be perhaps difficult. Okay, let's talk about the universal language of dreams and how they communicate with us. What would that be? What is the universal language? The universal language is those basic perceptions. It's like, again, when in pre-literate times, 
growing up from a very young age, we all perceive the same basic world. Okay, so we all know what certain we, we all know what clouds are. We all know what cooking is. We all know what sex is. We all know what a father and mother is, whether we're literate or not, whether we're from South America or Antarctica, you know, um, and every, every kind of person knows those basic things. That's that's the material that dream symbolism works with. That's the universal language. It's very profound stuff to kind of grasp, but um, that would be the closest I could come to briefly explaining what universal language is in dreams, because we all share it. I mean, the, 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 there are most uh, a lot of academics, uh, sociologists, psychologists, um, um, philosophers often believe that we are limited by our cultures. We're all islands, if you will, Americans and Afghan, Afghans and Swedes and so forth. They're totally different people. They can't communicate. There is no underlying reality. There is. OK, there is a deeper reality that that we all share, um, which a lot of us are conditioned not to believe in. But it's there. It's there. And that it is on that basis that the dream symbolism, universal material exists. See what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, tell me some examples of profound basic symbols. Say water, for example. You immerse you if you you can. Uh, it tends to be something you know like uh, emotions, feelings, deep, profound wisdom energy from the source of all creation. You know, the mother, the womb, the 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 the, the infinite source of great creation. Um, in practical terms and in therapeutic situations in dream interpretation, water is something that, you know, it's, it represents feelings, emotions, the unpredictable power and strength of, 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 of human, you know, passion, um, good or bad. Water typically symbolizes that in connection with that profound mystery of who we are and Ultimately, the experience of enlightenment and all the feelings and joys and pains connected with it. Yeah, water is a profound symbol. You say water is spiritual, though, right? So when we dream, when we're immersed in water, is that some sort of spiritual dream baptism that we're putting ourselves through? It very often amounts to that in one way or another. Um, I mean, if you are if you're having a dream about about problems with your marriage and your family and so forth. And you're angry about all kinds of issues which you haven't looked at in a long time and you don't want to look at them. And the dream has you falling into water and drowning. OK, what it's saying indirectly is, you know, watch out this. This could get too intense. You need to go about this slowly, bit by bit, you know. Um, so water often represents emotions and feelings, the possibility of being drowned in them or, you know, the possibility of uh benefiting from them and the, the great wisdom involved in the intuition of feelings that you can really tune into relating to the source the wisdom of all creation you know water the feminine element of giving birth to everything that's is very very profound stuff what about fire then is that like hell fire is change and transformation uh, the fact that things break down, go up in smoke, uh, can change from one thing to another, often in kind of a painful, uncomfortable, inconvenient way. All that's fire. You know, fire, it burns, transforms. 
Uh, so knowledge is transformed. Um, so, so base metals turned into gold. Primitive emotions can be transmuted into more profound emotions and feelings. Uh, people grow spiritually. They unfold in their maturity. To do that, they go through the fire. Okay. Like, you know, when you get, when you have a difficult day in school, you have a difficult day in your marriage, your parents catch you stealing out of the cookie, cookie jar growing up. You go off in the corner and pout, right? You get upset. You feel the, feel sensation in your chest, uncomfortable sensation in your chest, tears rolling down your cheeks. That's fire. That's fire. So that's, again, this metaphorical content of fire being a universe, one of those universal elements. That's what it refers to in that profound sense. Very good. So how do dreams formulate to tell us what they want us to know and what they, I mean, I'm speaking in terms of spiritually. So how do they formulate to give us their messages? You know, the spirit world, I guess. Yeah. I think you can think of dreams, think of yourself as being surrounded by a sphere, right? We all have, you know, our thoughts and feelings take place in higher dimensions, fourth, fifth, sixth dimension, crossing time and space. So, We have the psychic faculties we're all born with. They're always scanning the higher reality around us for bumps and uh, interferences. You can think of so anyone who karmically has something connected with you or some event in in your future or whatever, which is which is butting up against your sphere, which is interfering with your higher level reality, you know, emotional harmony. But you don't feel that. It's way below the radar, but you're picking it up in higher dimensions. And it, 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 it reports you in your dream life. Okay. So we automatically pick up interferences and circumstances in higher reality involving feelings and thoughts way beneath the radar. I mean, this, think of the notion of an aura. We usually think of an aura as, as this field extending maybe six to 10 feet from a person physically. Well, think of the term aura in terms of going out to the edge of the universe for everybody, paradoxically. Our dream selves can pick up stuff from anywhere, but whether or not it resonates with us and whether or not we, we, we remember it is a matter of fate and karma. But we pick up material from way out in our future, connections we've had with people in the past or the future, and those interferences are reported to us in dreams and we can, the opportunity is we can understand our dreams and go about our lives, you know, more harmoniously and get, get happier and more fulfilled faster if we pay attention to what they're telling us. And that's how they gather that information. I mean, I think that most mystically inclined dream workers, which is most of us, that's what they would tell you. If you ask them that question, how dreams actually work, it would be something along those lines. Interesting. Well, what do some of the common psychology dreams mean? Like being chased, losing teeth, the falling. Everybody has those falling moments. Dying, being undressed in public, taking a test or a course, you know, uh, driving uncontrollably, you know, on and on and on kind of thing. I always think the pregnant dream, though, really has to do with birth and new beginnings more than literally. Of course, then again, it could be prophetic, so then it could be that. Yeah, sure. Um, so we all, especially growing up <clears throat> as <clears throat> as young people, the first job, first marriage, all that sort of thing, we go through common tensions and issues that we all share. 
Um, <clears throat> so being undressed in public, good example. Um, <clears throat> we've all been, most of us have been through times where maybe we're, we don't, we, um, we don't want people to know more things about us than may, maybe they should, or, or maybe people, people might know more about us than we realize they do. We might talk to other people in a way that reveals ourselves to people in a way that we don't want, but we don't realize we're doing it. Um, it may be that we're being someone who's, who, who, who's very defensive in, in general terms, um, might have a dream about being undressed in public because he, they think that they're ex exposing themselves to people when they're not, um, or vice versa. So usually that, that indicates that we need not be quite so insecure and that we should watch out not to maybe that maybe we're revealing ourselves more to people than we should. And we shouldn't suffer because of that. And we shouldn't go through more difficult things in the future as a result of things that we're saying that, that we don't really think about whether, whether we should say them or not. So, uh, having a dream of being un, being undressed in public or insufficiently dressed in public does have a message, does have a message. Um, being pregnant, yeah, you're right. Birth, new beginnings, new projects, something growing inside you. Um, um, it's going to be something along those lines. Sure. Sure. And what about taking a, a test or a course? Was that like just being tested? I mean, one would question their knowledge base, perhaps, so they want to make sure they're, you know, um, really have the knowledge that, that they have for the job or something to that effect? Yeah, um, let me say first that I that I am providing only the very most basic, approximate ideas of what these things would mean if they occurred all by themselves in a dream. With also with all with all sorts of other complex things happening in a dream, it could be something else altogether. But yeah, so so taking a test, uh, flunking a course, it's going to be something along the lines of feeling competent about whether you can do something or not, being qualified. Uh, you know, yeah, it's going to be something. Do you, are you really prepared to do this thing which you're thinking about doing? You know, that's the general message of that sort of dream. Um, if you don't think you're prepared, then make preparations. You know, get the knowledge base that you need. Um, or if you don't, maybe, maybe you do have the knowledge, but 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 you're just not feeling competent enough. In which case, get therapeutic help. You should feel competent because because you already know what you're doing. But yeah, it's around competence, having the knowledge to do something, approaching a task that you're afraid to do because you either don't have the knowledge or if you do, then you're very then you have a real confidence issue. You know, yeah. 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 Very good. Now, I love Jungian psychologists. You're not exactly a Jungian psychologist that helps, uh, but you are a, a dream worker that helps individuals work with dreams, and you have extensive years, you know, uh, going uh, through that and classes and so on and so forth. And and I, I always liked it because, for me, it revealed a lot of, you know, information on my journey at the time, which um, when I did a lot of that was in my sort of late 20s. And uh, and I think today, no matter how old you are, I think you can still learn a lot from dreams. How do you work with somebody when they come? Obviously, you can't do it in one little session. I mean, you can get a little bit of information, but you would probably want to have something more ongoing, kind of like what I alluded to in the beginning. Sometimes you can have a standalone dream and have it packed full of a lot of information that's useful. 
Other times it's, it's constantly ongoing. And I think that's kind of what you believe in general, that the dreams are always, you know, kind of an ongoing series of life, so to speak. Yeah. So, so but before I answer that, let me say that, um, no, I haven't been through the Jungian Institute in Bern, Switzerland and in this country, but, um, his, um, his importance, Jung's importance cannot be overstated. He's the one who really established the quote unquote scientific way of working with dreams systematically. You know, the collective unconscious, the, the, the um, u- um, universal archetypes, those notions are foundational to anyone doing dream work, almost anyone doing dream work. So yeah, he, he, his importance cannot be overstated. Um, yeah, oh, I, you really need to know the client very well. Um, before I even do any dream work with somebody, I will get information in three categories, basic demographics, age, occupation, that sort of thing, family connections and issues, who's alive, who's dead, is anyone not talking, any issues, and then personal stuff, health issues, what their mind is dwelling on, their own hangups and problems. Um, the dream wants to help us with those things. And the more I know, the better, you know, some of that information is painfully private for some people but yeah i mean people don't need to tell me everything but the more i know the better and that's why only the dreamer only the dreamer knows what a dream means uh, that the, uh, the dreamer may be way off at first because they take things literally often but once they're once they're acquainted with the deeper symbolic meaning of what their dream is trying to say only they can really know what it means because only they have their particular memories, sentiments, associations. So we're all different. And only the dreamer can really know what, what the dream means, even though the help they get uh, might be crucial. You know. Well, what can they, <clears throat> what can you help a person learn about themselves when they come to you to, to share a dream they had? Maybe it's really you know, really a scary dream, or maybe it was just so bizarre they had to come out and reach reach to you. What are some of the components that they can learn? You know, is it about their career, their love life, their spiritual side? Well, uh, yeah, they always want to help. Most of the time, dreams want want to help us with really practical issues. Okay. Yeah, it's quite often it'll be, most of the time, it's about understandings and attitudes about things. You know, look up, look upon this person differently. Understand your family and spouse differently. Um, understand that your friends or relatives at work aren't out to get you, but they want to help you or something like that. Often, sometimes it's 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 it's, it's sometimes it is health related. Um, but yeah, the, the stuff of life. You're absolutely right. Relationships, jobs. But it's it, it's going to tend to be around issues that make you happier in a permanent, deeper way. So, you know. If you want to, if you want to, uh, you know, get a lot of money to buy a big house to um, to um, impress your next wife or whatever, uh, it a dream may help you with that, but it's more likely to want to get you to go deeper. Um, it's going to be trying to indicate things that are more profound and more meaningful than something like that. Not always, you know, if 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 it's your karma and if. if if the only way if the only way you can grow is to have a big house to impress your next wife and so forth, then you'll get it and the dreams can help you get it. But they're going to try to point you to something more profound. Usually. Yeah. 
and the more profound it would be the the spiritual growth that we can gain from it. Now, exactly. here's something I I feel like that <clears throat> since we have all the the selfies of the millennials and all that constant me 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 kind of thing going on in society, and yet at the same time we're, we become individually uh, more isolated as a society. Right. So <clears throat> I'm thinking in terms of you know you working with uh, upper executives and. Um, people like that that really are bogged down with day-to-day intuitive decision-making, you know, they're trying to keep the family in check and do all that sort of thing, that they might really benefit from consulting with someone like yourself, maybe on a lunch break or something of that effect, just like they might have taken a a 15-minute meditation on their lunch break. And what could you help them find um, in their dreams? Yeah, it usually takes, when I work with someone on the phone, it's usually like in an hour. About, it always worked out to about one hour, maybe a little bit more. Um, you need to – what I would help them find is a better vision for themselves and their work and how to make things more win-win. You know, so – well, you know, you, you, you will know from having interviewed various people on different kinds of folks on your show who are into new age attitudes and stuff that, you know, uh, the old concern with profit margins and making lots of money and, you know, making your first million with, with your MBA and so forth is getting more and more secondary. You know, um, the new generation is generally more altruistic. Um, there's greater consciousness of needing to work together to avoid huge problems in the world and to, 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 to mitigate huge problems in the world. And so there's more consciousness of doing good things instead of just making money and so forth and you know you know, you know turning your concern your your your, your company you know bend you know, uh, steering it in that direction is difficult but ultimately necessary to do i think if if we're all going to get along so i think i mean i would take what their dreams are going to be trying to tell them to do is something along those lines and i would help them find that yeah yeah, yeah, that would exactly. be interesting. Um, what do you think, like, the core qualities of a dream might be? The core qualities, well, a dream always has, there's always a journey aspect to a dream. It indicates where you can go, where you are now, where you can be in the future. There's always something implied about something you should do. Okay. Um, but, you know, otherwise, you know, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> The more a person is on like a conscious spiritual path and the more stuff they're going through, if they are, <clears throat> the more literal sometimes there will be elements in a dream where, where you know, you're giving something, you're given something literally instead of metaphorically because God wants to be sure that you get it. You know, he wants to be sure that you understand. So something will be told to you or, 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 or communicated to you literally instead of symbolically. That happens sometimes, but you know, most of the time things are symbolic. You know, we're not going to be, you know, God, self, dream source, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't spoon, it doesn't spoon feed us stuff for nothing. We got to do our part. Okay. It always has a message. Okay. It's, it's always some kind of, it always implies something about, about what we should do or how we should think differently than what we're doing now. Yeah. They happen for a reason. Dreams. Well, very good. Well, David, this has been rich today. I've thoroughly enjoyed it as always. And I want to encourage individuals looking for a little help understanding and gleaning, you know, the meaning of their dreams. Reach out to you on Ariel.com. David Lowe. And David at WorldSpirituality.com is the email. That's easy to remember. 
All right, until next time. Always a pleasure, Victoria. Take care. Tune in next time as there's always something new to learn on Ariel Talk Time. If you're a professional lifestyle consultant looking to expand your brand, gain more recognition, or to be featured with an exceptional group of inspiring professionals, join Ariel. Visit Ariel.com. 